0: We're in Luke chapter 5. Uh, we're covering 20 to 26 today, which is the second half of the story we talked about last week, which was the, the healing of the paralytic. And I, I was just, you know, uh, uh, pastors are crazy because they, you know, we, we end up having, you know, we study a lot, we study a lot, we study a lot, especially when we're, when we're looking for, you know, when we're, we're look, getting our messages together. Uh, which is great, but that means that we've been in the Word a lot, so we want to move on to the next thing. But I, I was going to move on to the next thing, but then I thought, no, I haven't finished the, the first thing. Uh, so uh, last week we talked about the, the glory of what happened when Jesus uh, talked to the paralytic, and we gave the rest of the story that, that Jesus healed him. But I wanted to address the, the crowd, because we're the crowd uh you know there's there's Pharisees in the room there's a you know there there's a few few of us in here uh, other teachers of the law and it, and it's funny that in the context of the room that Jesus was in Jesus was it, it says that he he's he's sitting teaching right when this happens and they were sitting which if you were sitting back in those days you you were a teacher so basically he was uh he was being critiqued and that's never fun how do i know that is because every week everywhere people critique every pastor whoever says anything and if they say anything out of out of sorts, you know then you know then you get cancelled anyway so uh, so we have to watch ourselves uh, and and Jesus I, I, I could have entitled this uh, you know Jesus's first cancellation uh, but I won't uh, because we're already living in the world of that and that's a malfunction altogether okay let me read the 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 Story and then talk about what I discovered um, lately. Okay, so when Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teacher of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking. And said and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home immediately. He stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. I just love, I love this story. I can live in this story. Now, when I first look at, and really most of my thinking this week was, was, this is Jesus in a conflict because he knew what they were thinking and they knew that they were saying, you're a blasphemer, which in reality, they were They were right. If anybody else in the room had said, your sins are forgiven, they would have been a blasphemer. So it wasn't that they were wrong, according to the law. They were wrong because they did not recognize who Jesus was. And... The thing that gripped me, because I, I, I kind of wanted to go through this conflictual process, but as I was praying, I felt the Lord say, "The center of what this is is that, that He wanted them to know who He really was." And a lot of times, Jesus comes into the room and He's unrecognizable. And so, I want to just take a take a a, a short walk through here uh, and. Highlight some stuff. Okay, now remember the context. He had just called the first disciples, and so he's training here. This is training. This is one of the first things he, he's he's walking along. He's like, "Okay, come on, you guys. We're going to go do this. We're going to go do this meeting in my in my hometown. Somewhere near my hometown." And uh, they, they come along. And if we read it again, and you look at the word forgiveness, you'll see it just keeps popping out. Over and over and over. They didn't recognize who Jesus really was. And he had to train them, but he also had to talk to everyone else so that they would understand. I'm just not a prophet, I'm not a teacher, I'm not, you know, I'm not who you think I am. Uh, talking about vain, uh, you know, captive by other philosophies and all this kind of stuff. Jesus gets lumped in to every spiritual leader. They just put him side by side. <laughs> you, know, you know, Buddha and Muhammad and, you know, he's just a prophet along the way. He's a good teacher. If you listen to, to anybody from the East, it's like, you know, he's one, you know he, he was a good guru. Uh, you, you know, he, he was a good guy. And Jesus was declaring for the first time, I'm not in a category that you can expect me to be in. And I think that's important for us to understand because we also have a box that we put Jesus in. And, and that box, like Maria says, like, I mean, who really is Jesus? Well, he, he explains some of this for us. Are you ready? So the first question they asked is, who is this fellow? <laughs> and so we're going to answer that. So everybody who comes in contact with that question has to answer it. And I think that most of us have heard about Jesus. I mean, you guys certainly have. You guys are walking with him. Uh, but the people that we come in contact with, if you said, "What do you think about Jesus?", they would all have probably a different opinion, <laughs> right? You know, because if they really knew who he was, then they would follow him and serve him. And so, it's interesting that we all want to categorize him, but I don't want to always put it out there because I know that I I withhold my understanding of Jesus from my own faith, and. I get glimpses of like, no, Jesus is more. And and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, give a freebie away that I was going to talk about later, but Jesus doesn't just forgive this guy. He heals him. And this guy, you got to remember that this guy was completely paralyzed. He could not walk. And when Jesus said, pick up the mat, a lot of stuff had to happen first, Right? I mean, a lot of stuff because his 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 brain wasn't like like oh I haven't done this in a long time. I'm sure his brain you know if it was us we're like well you're gonna need physical therapy for you know like five years and you know and we'll you know we'll we'll get we'll get you active. But when Jesus healed him, he says hey I'm up I got my mat I'll see you guys later I'm out of here and 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 danced the way home with his for friends, which is awesome to see God doing stuff with friends. That's why the importance of the spiritual community, you can't do it online. You do it face-to-face, right? Because uh, we have to do it face-to-face, not necessarily in the box, but wherever we are, we, we need to share these things. Okay, I'm getting, I'm getting slightly excited. I'm going to keep going. Okay, so Jesus declares himself first. They say, well, no one can, it says right here, it says, who can forgive sins but God alone? And so the first thing, he doesn't say, well, hey, I'm God, dude. Uh, hey, guys, you know, don't, don't get too excited there. Um, but he says, I'm the forgiver. That's the first thing he says. And, and that is really the crux of the gospel, right? Right? We're all going to die. Eventually, I mean, we might, we might be sick and healed and something, you know, good, you know, you know, there might be miracles that happen in our lives. But the most important thing is that forgiveness is when God pardons us. We're, you know, we're all going to the jail of hell until Jesus says, you're pardoned. You're now free. And, that what's, and what's even better is that I am calling you to myself, the one who can actually pardon And they didn't understand this. They didn't understand that a relationship with God was Him completely removing everything in the way of access to Him. Is that beautiful or what? I don't know. Maybe I've been meditating all week and I'm like, that's amazing. It's amazing. Because many people are tormented in their minds by all kinds of stuff. I mean... If we went around the room and I could have you guys share in a prayer circle, what's the worst sin you've ever done? Who wants to tell us? Anybody want to go? You know, go online, tell us your worst sin. Uh, you know, well, guess what? It's gone. It's been removed by the saved, by the forgiver. Jesus forgives our sin, and these guys are going. Nobody can do that, and so. He does something interesting, and, and it, it's in the wording here. He says, what's easier to say, not what's easier to do? He doesn't say, what's easier to do? Say, you're, you know, forgive these sins or to raise this guy up, to heal this guy? He said, what's easier to say? So if I said, hey, Dennis, your sins are forgiven, you know all looking at you like, I'm not sure that happened, right? Because it's easier to say stuff and not do it, and and have no backing. In fact, we're we're inundated by people who say stuff, and there's no truth behind it. So Jesus wanted to make an example of the truth that he can forgive, and so he, he raises this guy up. But at the same time, he was doing something very disruptive, because he was both fulfilling the law by taking the, the place of the, the ultimate priest that could help people get to heaven, but he was also, in one fell swoop, removing the traditions of, the, of Judaism. Because these were guys of the temple. I mean, these were temple guys. And they're like, the only way to get forgiven is get up to the temple, get your sacrifice in, get before a priest, get the stuff done, and he removed that. And the thing that, you know, I mean, obviously these guys got, got mad. We're only in chapter 5. If we go to the end of the book. Guess what? They don't, they get madder. They, they get really upset. And they're like, you cannot remove all of our religious traditions and philosophies about how things are. And Jesus said, actually, that's what I'm here to do. Yes, he can. He did, and yet, what, what Paul is addressing in Colossians, and one of the reasons I wanted us to read that, was that a lot the the religious mind always wants to go back to a pattern, that, instead of Christ. And if we didn't bring this up in our in our sacred reading, but. Everything is about Jesus. If you, look, if you look at Colossians, he's saying we're rooted and grounded in Christ. We're, yes, we're rooted and grounded in the Word, but we're rooted and grounded in Christ. We always return to Jesus back again. So he totally disrupts, he breaks their tradition, he fulfills the law, and basically he's calling an end to all religion, all religious activity, and calling everyone to himself. That's big. Now... I I can ask you a big question. If you were sitting in the room, would you have bought, especially as a person who'd been studying your Bible from a a different tradition, uh, would you have gone, totally, I get that. I'm I'm ready to change. My mind is changed. No. No. Because what changes our mind? Not much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, thank you for saying, I heard the truth. (laughs) We wish... Because the truth is out there. The truth is everywhere. But it's the willingness to humble ourselves and say, I don't know. I don't know. Lord, teach me. And I still think that in our lives we always have to have that learner view that says, I don't know. I come to these and I'm like, yes, you're the forgiver. I Okay, I, I get that. But When I screw up, sometimes I, have you ever screwed up and then known Jesus as the forgiver and then go, I wonder if God will forgive me? I wonder, has that ever happened to anybody here? Yes, yes, of course it has. And so that's what Jesus was trying to bring an end to. And he does this right at the beginning. Okay, so which is easier to say. Uh, I won't talk about why are you thinking these things in in your heart because uh, what's cool is that Jesus knew exactly what's in their heart. And Jesus knows exactly what's in our heart. He knows our struggles. And He also knows our questions. And He also knows when we're, you know, thinking, Jesus can't be like this. Right? He doesn't fit our, He doesn't fit our thinking. And so instead, uh, He makes a demonstration of forgiveness. And He says, let me show you what it looks like. And He brings healing to the man. So, have you ever not been forgiving of another person? And you said, I forgive you. We do this all day at school. Say you're sorry. You know, Say, please. <laughs> say, say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Can I play now? <laughs> this is a constant conversation with children, right? And so we do that. But... Jesus wants us to make demonstrations of forgiveness as well. And when people in our lives, uh, that we, that we forgive, uh, come into our lives, it's important for us to acknowledge not just that we forgive them, but to possibly do, take one step forward, one step further than that, to show them that we've forgiven them. Okay. Because, they might not take their word, your word for it. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about this question, uh, he says, which is easier to say, your, your sins are forgiven, or stand up and walk. Both are impossible with men, right? Neither is easier. I was like, if I said, "Hey, I'm going to forgive all your sins today," you're like, mm, "I don't think so." How I'm, And I'm going to heal you. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't. now really. Now I don't believe you. Which is easier for man? They're both impossible. But then he declares himself: well, "I am God. I can do anything. I can forgive your sins, and I can heal you." And the cool thing about this is that Jesus, he, 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 he. Introduces the understanding that along with our forgiveness is his healing, just like Maria was saying this morning. And a lot of Christians are like, yeah, I'm forgiven, but a lot of people don't know that, that Jesus is ready to heal them. And I, one, one of, you know, it, it's all, I want to say this, it's all in God's hands when it comes to healing. We, we understand that, but there's sometimes God is, asking us to trust Him and believe Him and pray uh, in, in a way that actually enhances. I, I don't understand all the stuff of the Spirit, but I've seen it a thousand times. It's like, if you, if you trust Him uh, very often, that's some kind of linchpin. We can talk about that a little, over lunch. Okay, last but not least. Uh, so Jesus says this last thing. Um, he says, well, before He heals him, He says, But I want you to know... That the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And I, want, I wanted to cap it off with this. Jesus was very interested in every one of us understanding that He has the authority to forgive us. It, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just like it, it's a, something He does. He, you know, when we, he owns all of our sins. I'll put it that way. He owns all your sin. Why? Because he paid for it. He paid for it at the cross. He owns your sin. Right? So if you keep it, you're like, oh, I can never forgive myself. Then you're actually robbing from Jesus. So stop doing that. Just say, hey, he's like, you bought this? You bought my sin? Cool. You know, give it back to him. Give Give it back to him. And but we do that a lot. We don't recognize that Jesus wants us completely free from those nagging, torturous thoughts that can plague us when we sin. When we sin, instead, we can come to him and say, thank you, take, you know, take my sin, forgive me, of course, but thank you for who you are in taking all this from me. Yeah, you know, I wrote down a couple things here just to, to finish up. You, you know, our, our self-worth is tied to our God-worth. It, you can't get it in yourself. You'll never be good enough for you. You know, I don't, I've, I've never seen anybody say, I am, you know, actually, I can't. Okay, I met one person, my daughter. Hi, Katie. Uh, <laughs> she, she'll tell, she'll tell you, she's the best. But besides that, no, and I know, we all struggle. I'm kidding. Love you, dear. Uh, uh, but in our in our best days of thinking, we are we're I'm doing great. We look at ourselves and say we need Jesus. And so, I, w- I wanted to uh, encourage you that there was one other lesson that Jesus was asking here because he was training his disciples and he was saying, one, uh, you know, we're he- we're healing this guy but he was teaching them that we all also need to be forgivers, right? Because we as his disciples, we forgive as Christ forgave us. And uh, we're we're coming we're going to serve communion this morning, come to the table of the Lord. Yes. And uh, I always uh, you know always like being together and going through a tradition that's not a tradition You know, there's things that we do, and, it, and it, in some churches it's traditional, but in some places it's remembering. Jesus says, every time you do this, remember me, and remember what I've done for you, and remember that I am the forgiver, and the healer, and the empowerer, and the leader, the soon-coming king. Uh, let's go ahead and we'll just start passing out the elements. And I don't know if you need, if you need that this morning. Uh, I I try to keep my accounts with Jesus short. Uh, I hope you do too. But every time we come, it's an opportunity, uh, it's an opportunity to say to Jesus, uh, "Forgive me if you if something's been hassling you because you're like ah I know this is an area of my life where Jesus uh, it, it's dishonoring the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Then this is the time to come before Him and say, "Thank you that you're my forgiver." Uh but Jesus said <laughs> that if there's somebody that we, have, we know we have a conflict with or, or there's unforgiveness, unforgiveness in our hearts with, uh, it's important to leave your gift at the altar and then go and reconcile. And so, you know, in every time when we come to the table of the Lord, it's always important to, to ask the, the question, is there anyone that you're holding your heart, thank you. D, holding your heart that you need to forgive, and while we're st- sitting in the presence of the Lord, I'm sure you're saying, "I forgive them," but I'm asking that you make a demonstration of that somehow as the Lord leads, because one of the biggest issues of our world. And Jesus made this his first lesson was that people need to know that he can forgive them and be forgiven and that they can be forgiven. And all the conflict we see on the earth, all the division and all that kind of stuff is because of people that refuse to enter into what Jesus entered into. And that was a life of forgiving one another and forgiving people. So let's pray. Lord, thank you that you are with us in the room right now as we receive communion. Thank you that you speak to us and tell us, do this. I want you to remember what I've done for you, that my body was broken and my blood was poured out so that the ultimate act of this truth could be known to the whole world. And Lord, we forgive those that have trespassed against us. For those that have had people in their heart uh, that they're angry with and need to reconcile, I pray at this moment that just as you would be be angry with us, in Romans it says that... uh, Before before we knew God, there was was a separation. Uh, We ask that instead that you would give us your grace to come together in any conflict that we might have. We also pray, Lord, for those areas of our lives where we've been hassled uh, by the devil. He's wanted to say, yeah, how can you be a Christian? Yeah, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And instead, that we find ourselves rooted and grounded in Christ, overflowing with thankfulness. So, Lord, we begin by thanking you for your body, which is represented by this bread that we have. Thank you that you broke it for us, that we would have life, forgiveness, and health in our body. Let's go ahead and take the bread this morning. And as we take the cup this morning, it represents the life of Jesus pouring into us. And I pray that as we walk from here this week, that we would see more and more of Jesus flowing out of us, definitely in the ways of peace and forgiveness for others. Let's go ahead and take the cup. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. love you, Lord. All right. Thank you all. Uh, online, we're going to sign off. We're going to have lunch together. Uh, we hope, we're looking forward to the next time we have lunch with you, uh, those that are online. God bless you. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you later.